Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Excited, Vlad, to have you on. Thank you so much, bro. I love you. I honor you. You've become a real friend throughout the years. Like we've become actual friends, not just, you know, ministry partners or brothers. And I Mm -hmm. value you. I I asked Vlad to come on and teach on fasting. We're going to answer a bunch of questions as well. We had over 300 questions come in. We're going to answer a bunch of them because right now it seems to be many people are fasting. And one thing I wanted to open (laughs) with Vlad and kind of shout out here is let's be a people that don't just, and I don't want to be that negative guy, but let's not just, just start the year fasting. Let's ask the Lord to give us a fasted lifestyle. So that's what I'm believing for my mm-hmm. life, for your life, that it wouldn't just be, oh, everyone's fasting at the beginning of the year, and then mm-hmm. we're going to spend the rest of the year ignoring fasting. Let us live a fasted lifestyle. I have very little content on my channel on fasting. I have one video, and it's with me and Vlad from about a, almost exactly a year ago. And so I'm excited to have him back on again. Vlad has so much content on fasting on his channel. He has an e-course for free as well he's going to share with you guys about. But Vlad, thank you for being on, bro. Really appreciate you Good talking honor. about fasting tonight. Isaiah, thank you. I'm very honored to be with you. You're a, you're a true friend. And... Uh, uh, a big brother in the YouTube revival, <laughs> viral on. revival. And so appreciate you paving the way and um, bringing a lot of exposure. Man, I cannot tell you how many people, I'm not, and I'm not saying this because I'm on your live stream, I cannot tell you how many people now in our church who either have moved or who started to come, come who actually on. saw our ministry first on your podcast when uh, you were doing an interview or we were doing it together. And so I just want to say, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Love you're it. reaching a lot of people and you're helping so many people. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. One thing I want to ask you, Vlad, some people don't know this. Vlad's not one that's going to like brag about this, go on about this. But last year, Vlad did do a 40-day fast. And I was just telling him earlier, like 40 days is so wild to me of no food 40-day fasting we know it's in the bible we know there's few people in the bible that did a 40-day fast but i know about 50 of the several hundred questions that came in were asking vlad about his 40-day fast so i want you vlad if you'd open up with talking about the 40-day fast you did you know how was that how did you go through that what did you learn from it i know everyone wants to know about it um just maybe open up by talking about the 40-day fast that you did last year yeah so well 40-day fast is not something that everyone should do or something that everybody can do. Um, I do believe that it's something that the Lord leads people into. I don't think it's something that you can lead yourself it's into. Good. It's not something that you can watch somebody do it and it's like, oh, I just want to fast for 40 days. Um, that desire will really pretty much die after about second week. And then after that, if you're not led by the Lord, I really feel like that you won't be able to complete it unless mm. you really have this very strong, sheer discipline. Um, and secondly, there's a health components to it that um, that some people actually don't make it 40 days uh, physically. And so I think if you're not led by the Lord, you shouldn't do it. I wasn't planning for a 40-day fast. <clears throat> I wasn't preparing for a 40-day fast because usually people tell you, you know, prepare with like a 20-day fast and do 30 days. None of that stuff. I simply, our church was doing a 20, 21-day fast last year, as most churches do. And uh, <clears throat> and I actually haven't done a 21-day fast. Wow. Uh, so last year um, on the seventh or fifth day of the 21-day fast, and I'll be honest with you, I was scared of going into an extended fasting without food, partially because 
prior to that 10 years before that, so now it's 11 years or 12 years ago, um, I attempted that and I started to faint. Um, mm. I would, of course, my problem was that I took hot showers on like 16th or 15th day. So like too much hot water, you're, de you're dehydrated. And so I collapsed in the shower. And um, after that, I was like, man, this is a sign I need to quit. So I quit. Oh, I stopped the fast because I also physically, I, I, I weighed very little. And so uh, my body, you know, didn't have much um, cushion and insulation <laughs> to protect me and to to help me. And so, and ever since then, for 10, 11 years, I've never once attempted or even thought of doing an extended fast. And partially, I've developed this fear that if I go longer or if I go into extended, I will die. Mm. And so, um, when we were doing a 21-day fast, the Lord dealt with that fear. And He says, I want you to go beyond what's Come familiar. On. I want you to go beyond what you're comfortable with. And he's, he reminded me of the verse in Exodus chapter 3 where it says that Moses, he went far into the desert. Wow. And there he encountered the fire. And so I really felt as I go, if I'll go far, and I felt the Lord beckoning me, wooing me, not commending me, but like drawing me in and say, hey, come. And I felt the Lord says, if you will come far into the desert after me that I will reveal myself in a fresh new way. And so I made a decision. We will do 21 the fast with the church. And instead of doing the Daniel fast, I'm just going to do, a, you know, the full, uh, full fast just on water. And so uh, fifth day into it or sixth day into it, I was in California with uh, David Diga Hernandez uh, on his Holy Spirit conference. And I remember it like yesterday. It was Saturday night. Uh, Pastor Benihin was speaking. And before he even got up on the stage, it was worship. I was on my knees. I was just, just worshiping. I didn't have to minister, so I was really receiving. Um, it was past that time where, you know, you have headaches and all of this stuff. So it was really like I was feeling really good physically. And I just felt the Holy Spirit brought up the verse in the Bible where it says that Jesus fasted for 40 days and afterwards angels ministered to him and he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, and I sensed that the Lord, my my Savior, my example, before he went into ministry, you know, he was already filled with the Holy Spirit. He was already led by the Holy Spirit. He already received the affirmation. So he wasn't going into an extended fast to fish for affirmation or find his identity. He already knew who he was. Uh, that was clearly evident at the River Jordan. And so out of that place, and he already had certain level of exposure, meaning John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God. And yet he goes into the fasting for 40 days. And so, and I really just had this strong impression. It was like as clear as, I mean, I felt like it was God clearly stating to me. He says, hey, whatever you've had up to now has been just this, this pretty much nothing. Mm. What I want to do is I want to launch you into ministry, but I want you to do it my way. And this is what I felt it was for me. I want you to lay a foundation for the ministry, and I want you to do what your Savior did when He was in the flesh, is I want you to go to a 40-day fast. And that just the number 40 just dropped, and I received this faith. I received this desire. I received this commitment to the point that right there on my knees, I made a decision that I would die but I will not quit a 40-day fast. I mean, it's, it's as clear as wow. like that resolution came in. And so um, I got up, I told my, <coughs> excuse me, I told my wife, I said, babe, I'm going to go for 40. And she's like, 40, what? And I said, I'm going to, you know, go fast for 40. She's like, you haven't finished, you know, 21 day yet. And I'm like, I know, but I, I heard from God. And so, and she saw it in my eyes that something just changed, something shifted in me. And so um, I completed that that week. 
And then next week, I get this is this is crazy. I get an invite to go speak to Ukraine. Now I have never spoken in the Ukraine as a speaker. I visited Ukraine. That's the country I, I grew up in. That's the country I was born in. And so this mega church, large church invites me to go to Ukraine. And of course I say no, because I'm, I'm going to be fasting. It's going to be the middle of the fast and traveling, time change. It's a different language. I don't practice Ukrainian language. And so I said no, but my pastor, who is my uncle, he fasted 40 days before and he worked on construction. So he tells wow. me, he's like, just go, don't worry about it. Come on. And so because he tells me, you know, I'm just like you, Isaiah, I, you know, I have a, a spiritual mentor that I submit to. And so I took that as I'll be, I'll be fine. And so my hardest time for this fast came on the airplane. The people who invited us, somebody else covered the tickets. And so for the first time in my life, I actually f flew first class. And I did not know what first class was on international flights. I did not know they have warm meals. I did not know that they like have coffee and all of this stuff. And so they come in and they offer like warm meal and it's my 21st day. And so um, it, was, it was so tempting. I cannot like mentally. Like I wasn't I'm way up hungry. in the air. It doesn't count. I'm not on the ground. <laughs> yeah. So part of me was like, if I eat this, I know I'm going to physically probably uh, spend the rest of eight hours in the bathroom. Yeah, because you know, if on twentieth day, if you eat meats or anything heavy, uh, I mean, you're you're pretty much you can be you can damage your stomach, and then the other part is like, man, somebody paid for these tickets. Uh, I mean, this is my first time in like ever flying in the first class, and and so, um, but I I opened the book of martyrs. I I bought a Come book on. of martyrs. So I opened that book, and my wife is eating food, and I'm eating how people on. are being killed for Christ. <laughs> for eight hours straight and um, the Lord gave me the strength. I end up in Ukraine and a pastor uh, who invited me there, he takes about 30 minutes to convince me how I should break the fast and God will bless me more. Literally, it was like, it was like temptation. Come on. I mean, he's, he's a we bishop. We mind you he's saying, get behind me. No, I'm I know. And I'm, I'm back of my head, I was like, get behind me, devil. I mean, I know it's not the devil, but he's telling me all these stories, how people fasted out of like trying to prove something. And I'm, I'm literally standing there confused because I'm like, man, this guy I respect. It's a mega church. I honor this pastor. And he's telling me all these stories. And But deep inside, I, I knew that this is what the Lord led me to do. And it has nothing to do with anybody mm. it has nothing to do to prove anything I, it wasn't do it to cross off anything i didn't have a goal in my life to fast for 40 days it was just simply what the lord led me he gave me the strength to finish all the three days of uh preaching and then right after that I, we flew back and and through god's strength uh he gave me the strength to finish uh, that and most of that fast i would say toward the last two weeks it wasn't the physical. I mean, I lost a lot of weight. I was skinny. I I was afraid to show you lost myself. Lost forty in the pounds. Yeah, I lost forty pounds, and wow. like on me, within after twenty days, I look like, like wow. literally, like I haven't eaten for like three years, and so I lose weight very quickly if I go fasting, and so it's very evident, and um, and so, but the Lord has given me strength, and I was able to finish it, and I actually finished it at the conference in. Uh, Florida. So I, I preached uh, right after I finished the fast. I preached literally a few hours later. Um, uh, and so I declined that invitation as well because the moment I, know, I knew the Lord led me to, to fast, I tried to get out of that commitment, but I already promised. And so um, I spoke there. The Lord definitely used that. And honestly, like there's so much stuff happened afterwards with my ministry personally. Like things just exploded. I mean, um, 
partners wise influence wise um come on uh, the amount of stuff that i started to re- the, the amount of people that the things that i had before started to release and shortly after you know isaiah you came into uh my house and then you know you started to speak in the whole youtube thing and and really got i really start seeing and i'm not saying that this is crediting fasting what i'm saying is that it's about obedience for me it's, it's nothing to do about sacrifice it's about Say obedience it. and so um so i would recommend if there's somebody watching and you kind of have a desire if the lord gives you the leading then he will give you the strength he will That's give good. you the strength number 40 is a number of cleansing in the bible you know elijah moses and jesus fasted for 40 days and it's interesting isaiah because on the mount of transfiguration all the three guys were together Mm, all the three guys who were fasting good. 40 days were on the mount i'm not saying there's some kind of an insight there where like if you fast 40 days you'll be with elijah <laughs> and moses uh, most likely you'll be you know fighting temptation and with burgers and and franchise uh, french fries and trying to order cookbooks and all of this stuff but what helped me when i recall that is is really during the season of of fasting i avoided listening to sermons that did not lead to crucified life Mm. and so that like really and i always encourage people when you're fasting listen to sermons on sacrifice on. the cross um death <laughs> like pretty much because that's what you're going through the moment you're listening to like positive stuff like a happy um more i'm not saying that stuff is bad but during fasting you really need to feed what whatever god is working out at that time in your life and so um and the biggest thing for me was to get out i was really praying that god will give me the grace to exit the fast in the way that i will not develop any problems because i know people who exit the fast and they develop ulcers in mm. their stomach after 40 day fast um i heard of a story of one pastor 40 uh, fasted for 40 days and then he ate a little bit of meat and he died yeah literally right after that and so i knew that there could be a damage to my physical body or secondly i could actually die if i don't take it very carefully but by the time you get to about 40 days not not to over spiritualize it but you become so sensitive to the spirit realm i even knew that looking at something that if if that will come close to my mouth what it will do to my body and so i would just Mm. literally um some juices and then some chicken broth and then some three days later i ate something a little bit heavier and then only about five six days later i ate some fish and some meat and so thankfully i didn't suffer any um any consequences from that or any repercussions from that and so uh by god's grace i was able to complete it and um and honestly now like you know our church is doing a 21 day fast and 21 day i mean it feels long but compared to what I was going through, it, it's, it feels like it's going to be a cakewalk. That's so powerful. And Vlad, during that 40 days or during these long fasts that you're doing, is there, I mean, this might sound like a dumb question here, but everyone keeps asking in the chat, was there a nearness you feel with God? Is there something you feel spiritually? Are your eyes more in tune or your ears more in tune to what God is speaking? Do you feel like that barrier between the natural and the supernatural is, is thinner to where you could connect better with God? Or what, what was the feeling like spiritual wise, or was it just felt the same as you usually feel? No, definitely. It's, it becomes, I, this is what I say about fasting. Fasting is feasting on God. Mm. Uh, after about three, four days, um, the food, uh, headaches, um, you know, your tiredness, dizziness, uh, like your moodiness, all of that stuff kind of wears off. Um, your body becomes a lot more sharper. Your mind becomes a lot more sharper. Your body actually has this um, weird energy that you don't know what it's coming from. Um, your time with the Lord, um, your sensitivity, 
um, becomes, it goes to a different level. There's a sense of like cleansing and detoxing that takes place with your soul and with your spirit toward God. And it creates a domino effect. You want to pray more. You want to read more. Uh, we started all night prayer meetings during the 40-day fast um, at the church. You know, I started to spend more time in prayer, but it's not only spending more time in prayer. It's the quality of that prayer it's time. Good. There's a sense of like lightness and sense of heaviness at the same time. Heaviness of like the glory of God and the lightness of like, there's nothing in me left, Lord. You know, pretty much all I want is you. I want nothing else. I, I would rather die than not have you. And we say those words, but when you actually come close to that. And so the, the reason for the fasting or the reason why we do the fasting, and I heard this this morning actually, it really touched me. Um, I mean, I've studied about fasting, read about fasting. I actually wrote a devotional that's going to be released uh, sometime this year, released an e-course and pre-sermons. -pre but today I received like a fresh revelation. And this was uh, another pastor that was sharing concerning fasting from the scripture where Jesus says to his disciples after they couldn't cast out a demon out of the boy who had epileptic seizures. And Jesus tells them, he says that, perverse and unbelieving generation uh, he's, he's pretty much saying hey this couldn't happen because of the perverse and unbelieving generation and then he starts talking about how to solve the problem of unbelief and perversion unbelief deals with lack of connection to God mm. and perversion deals with too much connection to the world wow. and Jesus gives the solution afterwards and he says this he says this kind Meaning there are challenges, there are seasons, there are things in life that cannot be conquered without these two things. Prayer, which re reinforces your connection to God and fasting, which breaks that connection with the world. And so the problem disciples faced is that perverseness and unbelief. Perverseness is when you're too much connected to the world. It doesn't have to be with food. It, it could be with social media. It could be with media. It could be with just, just things of this world. And food is the basic need that we get from this world because the ground produces food and we depend on it at least three times a day. And so when you begin to disconnect yourself from the things that you were too connected to wow. and then connect yourself closer to the things that you were loosely connected to, something begins to happen. You begin to break barriers in your own walk with Christ you begin to break I really believe you begin to break barriers in the spirit realm over your life into the things that God has for you that you couldn't tap into it's almost like God closed the door but he gave you the key and the key is prayer and fasting you remember uh, Hannah the Bible says that you know the Lord closed her womb not the devil not generational curses but the Lord closed the womb and then she walked away from the feast she wept and she offered a sacrifice, meaning, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll give him to you. And then God did something. He actually unlocked the very womb that he closed. Because sometimes a closed door is not a sign that God doesn't want you to go through it. It's just a sign. You need to find your keys. And the best two keys are prayer and fasting. So good. And one thing I wanted to touch on as well is many people aren't, don't fast or are not fasting because they're waiting on a confirmation from Jesus. They're saying, Lord, mm. I'll fast if you speak to me. I'll fast if you tell me you want me to do a fast. But one thing I want you guys to note is that we don't need confirmation to do anything that Jesus did. If Jesus healed the sick, you don't need a prophetic word. You don't need gold dust to come onto you. You don't need to find a feather. You don't need to, all you need to do is realize if Jesus did it, then I'm called to do it. Same thing with casting out demons. If Jesus cast out demons, then I cast out demons. If Jesus 
separated himself unto prayer, went off to pray, then I'm called to separate myself from the distractions, from the mm -hmm. vices, from the gadgets, the gizmos, all the glitter and glam that's always shouting at me all day long in Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, separate myself to go to prayer. Now, did Jesus fast? Yes. So if Jesus fasted, we should fast. If it was, and this is what I always think, Vlad, is if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. And if you look at something you touched on, two very important points in the life of Jesus happened right before he started his ministry. The first point was he got full of the Holy Spirit. And this is something believers are making option. Oh, if you want to get full of the Holy Spirit, we don't really have to, you know. But this was something Jesus didn't give himself an option. The disciples didn't have an option. Jesus said, wait until you receive the Holy Spirit. So that was required. So full of, being full of the Holy Spirit. And then second was before he launches his ministry, you alluded and touched on this, he does a 40-day fast. And during that time, he has a direct confrontation with Satan and comes mm -hmm. out of that confrontation victorious. And I wonder yeah. how many people in the chat, there's over 3,000 watching right now, are having confrontations with demonic spirits and Satan and not being victorious because they don't live that fasted lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you got to get to a place, chat, where you're tired of not being victorious over the devil, not being victorious over attacks, mm -hmm. not being victorious over demonic spirits. So what fasting does is it gets you ready to overcome temptation, to overcome demonic powers. It mm -hmm. empowers you to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you even go to Book of Acts, which I'm all about right now because I'm teaching on it right mm -hmm. as, you know, I'm in this time of where I'm teaching on it, they were always prayer and fasting. Prayer and mm -hmm. fasting, prayer and fasting, and then God moved. There's results. So there are things I would I would say this safely biblically that you can get in fasting that you can't get anywhere else. There are mm -hmm. breakthroughs that are reserved for those that are willing to shut their mouth, because that's actually what fasting means. Yeah. To shut their mouth and say, Lord, I'm not going to eat of this world. I'm not going to take on the pleasures of this world. I'm not going to take on. And I want to even point out this. I feel like something God showed me today when I was studying is not only when you fast, are you not eating? So the time that you spend eating, I want many of you to be challenged this year to spend that time with God. So now that you're fasting the three times a day, which, you know, some people could end up eating an hour and a half, two hours a day. Some of you eat slow, some of you, but think about this. Not only are you spending, say, an hour and a half to eat, depending on how you eat with the meal you prepare, mm -hmm. could be longer, but how much time do we spend thinking about food so that time that you're thinking okay. about a lot of people spend more time thinking about eating than they actually do eating and so i feel like god is saying to us tonight mm. spend the time that you are eating now with me and spend the time that you are thinking about food thinking about mm. things of heaven think, thinking about mm. things that are wholesome and things above mm. so this is a clear point to make Fasting is essential if you want to overcome demonic powers. Fasting is essential if you want to be victorious over Satan. Now, we yeah. know, me and Vlad teach all the time on spiritual warfare, there is an adversary of our soul. There is an enemy yeah. of the people of God. There's a real demonic kingdom set up against us. Ephesians, we are in a cosmic wrestling match against, mm -hmm. the Bible says, persons with no mm -hmm. bodies. That's what the tra mm -hmm. that's what the um, living translation says. So we're fighting persons with no bodies. We're fighting personalities, demonic spirits, principalities, mm -hmm powers, rulers of darkness, and we want to gain victory over them. There's mm -hmm. no leader or pastor in the world that is not opposed by Satan that's doing mm -hmm. the will of God. Okay, let me make that clear. There's some that are just throwing beach balls around at the conference and the devil could care less, but real pastors, real teachers that are doing the will of God, friend, you have to understand the devil is opposing us. And so I, 
Isaiah Saldivar, I was thinking about this the other day. I need all the tools I can get. I need all the firepower I can get. I need all the anointing, the power, the fire. Whatever tool I can get to overcome the fiery darts of the enemy, I need that. I was even, had this weird thought yesterday driving. Like I was driving and I was thinking like, man, God, I don't ever want to get to a place. And I had this sobering, it wasn't really an encounter. It was just this thought. Like, I don't ever want to get to a place where I have to get on here and post and say, hey, guys, I got to take a year off because something happened and I got attacked or I came under a mm. spirit of depression or a spirit of suicide or mm. a spirit of anxiety attacked me. And now I have to go to a And this is pastors. This happens to pastors all the time. Yeah. Vlad, guys, we know that we ran hard with. I have pastor friends that I've preached yeah. for and I've watched them fall to sexual immorality, fall to depression, fall to suicide. Wow. I'm talking guys I know personally mm-hmm. and I'm going, Lord, I don't, I don't ever want to be that. I don't ever want to open the door to these demonic powers where they're going to bring me down like they brought down Elijah. I mean, one girl brings down Elijah with one threat that she, he never even meets Jezebel. She makes mm-hmm. one threat and God says, get up, Elijah, go pass on your anointing. Your assignment is done. I mean, after your greatest victory. So I, I was like, Lord, I want to make sure that there's safeguards in my life. I want to make sure I'm doing everything mm-hmm. that I can do to gain victory over Satan. Yeah. So if fasting is one of those things that I need in my life to gain victory over Satan, Guys, I'm telling you, and again, I'm not here preaching doomsday. Well, maybe I am. I'm not here to try to freak you out, but I really feel that we're going into a tough time in this world, in the kingdom of God, that we are going into a time of of warfare. We're going into a time of confusion in the world. We're in the most weird times that have ever existed. And I really feel that this year, and one of the things I didn't give a word, you know, a word for the year, I, I felt the Lord saying, don't give a word for the year. But I'll tell you one thing, going into this year, there is a really eerie sense in my spirit that the church is not prepared for what's coming and that God is raising up right now warriors in these last days that mm-hmm. are going to fight back against the king, the kingdoms of this world and the Come kingdoms on. of darkness. So I think, Vlad, going into the year that we're going into, going into the time mm-hmm. that we're going into, and you guys can go in December 2022 and say, Isaiah, you were false. You, you weren't right. Everything was good this year. Everything was fine. But I believe going into the time that we're going into this year, as times get worse, as the Bible said they will, Mm -hmm. Fasting is not going to become an option any longer. Somebody needs to write that in the chat. Fasting will no longer be an option. Like, oh, do I want to fast because everybody else is fasting for the year? But now it's going to be, I will not survive without prayer and fasting. Like Mm -hmm. literally, I won't survive the Christian life if I don't begin to fast. So I want to challenge all of you that are going like, Lord, I need you to speak a word to me of what I should fast or what I should do. Listen to the voice of God and go after God because food for many of you is pleasure it's a getaway, mm-hmm. it's sustenance, it's comfort, yeah. it's your yeah. refuge, it's uh-huh. your place of shelter, it's your mm-hmm. getaway. Like this food is like, you know, everybody knows that story where you go, The some we, we preached on this on church on Sunday and um, the person preaching said like, you know, the famous story of the girl that goes through a breakup and she goes to the store and she buys a tub of ice cream. Like everybody knows that story, right? That's that old school, mm-hmm. she's eating the tub of ice cream, guy or girl. But really, that's how the world paints food. It's this place of comfort. And so when yeah. you're fasting, you don't have that. You can't go to that place of pleasure. You don't. You can't go to that place. So where do you go? That's where you go to God. And God becomes what food is to you. Because for many of you, 
God can't be your refuge because donuts are your refuge. And I'm not even being facetious or funny when I say this. God can't be your strong tower because your favorite Mexican food or your favorite Chinese food or, and guys, you might say, don't be dramatic, but guys, you think about this. You're up in bed at night. Come on, am I, help me somebody. And you're like, what am I going to get tomorrow? What am I going to eat? What, mm-hmm. And this might be coffee, energy drinks. Come on, I'm preaching to myself mm-hmm. here. Like, when am I going to get my next energy drink? When am I going to get my coffee? When am I going to get my soda? Maybe it's Diet Coke. Come on, mm-hmm. where are you guys at? in the chat and you think about it you dwell on it and then it's like when that soda or that energy drink or that coffee hits your lips there is a sense of peace there's a sense Mm -hmm. of refuge a sense of joy and god is going i'm actually jealous of that i'm actually jealous that you rush to starbucks you wait and i used to work at starbucks and i remember vlad people waiting 30 to 40 Mm -hmm. minutes in the drive-thru and they would get to my my drive-thru and they would say I'm going to be late for work. And my response was, then why did you get in line, a 40 minute line for coffee? But it was a drug. It was, and our mm-hmm. machines would break. And I never forget when our machines at Starbucks would break, people would have mental breakdowns. I'm not lying. I would get cussed out, yelled at. People would go all out rage because they couldn't get their drug. They couldn't get their coffee. They couldn't get, and again, I'm not saying don't drink coffee guys. It's a drug, but literally caffeine is an actual statistically, It's an actual drug. You get dependent on it. And so mm-hmm. these are things that we run to when God is saying during this time of fasting, I want you to run to me. Don't run to Krispy Kreme, run to Yahweh. Mm. Don't run to Chick-fil-A, run to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the Bible, read the scripture, run to the word of God, run to prayer. And I believe that God is gonna wean you off of looking for food as your pleasure, looking for food as your Mm -hmm. sustenance, looking for food as your gateway. And Mm -hmm. I believe, lad, there's gonna be a holy dependence on God in the season for many people listening tonight. You know, Isaiah, when I was uh, last year, on our uh, flight to to the Ukraine, uh, you know, we flew first class, and somebody covered uh, uh, that flight, and it was my first time experiencing what that felt like. You know, they actually have a bed in the first class, like wow. you can sleep, <laughs> yes, sleep Lord, on I it. receive it. Yeah, and like they give you like, I mean, the, the stuff there. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, make it all sound jealous for for anybody here. But I was like, I never knew when I flew international. There's another world within the same plane, same pilot, same mm, airplane. That's good. Different experience, based on one thing, had nothing to do with race, had nothing to do with age, and had nothing to do with color. It had to do with one one thing: the price people were willing to pay. That's a good message, man. And so when I was there, I was thinking, and I really, even when I was fasting, I said, Lord, you know, if in Christ there's the 57th row by a crying child and a toilet, <laughs> come on, and in, in Christ, okay, no offense to uh, crying children or 57th row by the toilet, okay? So I'm just using, because I've said by 57th rows yes. many times. And so, and in Christ, there's also, you can live your Christian life in the first class. You don't have to fly first class, but you can live your Christian life in the first class, walking in signs and wonders, walking in the power of God, walking in in your heart burning for Jesus, in your heart being captured by the Lord, loving Jesus, really loving Jesus, not just talking about it, not just dreaming, not just always talking about your good old days and simply have nothing. Your your best days were behind you and your first love was always when you were 16 or you were 15. But I'm talking about actually having your best year spiritually. And that's what I made a decision last year. I didn't make a decision to fast, but I did. I, I cried out to God and I said, Lord, I've had a really good years financially. I've had really good years in the ministry. But to be honest, Lord, 
I can't say that the year before was the best year spiritually for me. I'm not talking about the church. I'm not talking about the books. I'm not talking about speaking engagements, YouTube algorithm, uh, ministry. I'm talking about me personally. I do remember a year where things were better. And I'm not just saying this because, you know, memory and you kind of remember only things in the past, but, but really. And so when I started to pray for that and looking back at last year, I could genuinely say that it was spiritually my best year. Going into this year, I know that God goes from glory to glory. Come on. And that's my prayer. My prayer this year um, is not, I want to have the best year financially, uh, even in the ministry. I took a break right now from traveling pretty much for the remaining of 12 months. And partially, it's yes, to dedicate more time to ministry, but also to dedicate more time to growing in God. I do Good. not want the ministry to outgrow Vlad. I want to keep growing. I want to be I want to be competing because I know the ministry is growing. I know God is growing his grace through us. But I say, Lord, as an individual, as a Christ follower, I want to live my Christian life in the first class, not on the 757th mm. row. And I realized that the secret or the price for the first class Christianity, and there's just one thing, and it's called the cross. Wow. You know, you can either live carnal or you can live crucified. But there's really no middle ground. And so most of us as Christians, we tend to live as carnal Christians. We're still Christians. We're still going to heaven. We just live on the 57th row. We don't have the same experience. And, and sometimes we're wondering, we're like, man, but I, but it's, it's the same Jesus that the other person has. It seems like, oh, Vlad, or maybe somebody else. Or, you know, sometimes that's how I looked at other people. And I said, man, they, they just must have been born with like a golden spoon. They just been born with this passion for Jesus wow. Christ, not realizing that your desire for spiritual things grows with the use. So if you read the Bible, you want to read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you don't want to read the Bible. And so spiritual people, people who are deeper in God, whatever that's supposed to mean, they're simply people who pay the price that we sometimes are afraid of paying. And I love what one time Ben Fitzgerald said in our church. I don't know if he actually coined that quote. He said that Jesus is worthy of everything you're afraid of losing. And that just ministered to me that Jesus is worthy of everything you're afraid of losing. And so even some of you who are watching this right now and it's Tuesday, you know, and most of the churches and if most of the churches started on second week of January, um, I want to encourage you if you didn't make a decision to fast, but you were thinking, hey, why don't you just join? That's good. Starting today. And just pretty much jump on the wagon and just, just ride this wave with us. Why don't you make this year? your best year spiritually by joining the fast movement. Now, we're not pushing you. We're not compelling you, but we are drawing you in. And this is not about fasting. This is, and I'm just going to quickly read off a few things about fasting. I kind of wrote down today it. as I was preparing for it. Number one is fasting is about feasting. Remove the idea that, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to be hungry. Yeah, you're going to be hungry for a little bit. But you, the secret to every revival is hunger. Mm. The secret to spiritual hunger is physical hunger. So the secret to every revival is hunger. And the secret to spiritual hunger a lot of times is physical hunger. And so spiritual fasting is feasting on the Word of God. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, the following. It says this, So He humbled you, allowed you to hunger, so he speaks to Israel and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor your fathers know, that he might make you to know that the man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
So Israel went through season of hunger and God says, I made you to hunger. Why? So I can change your appetites and so that I can change your source of food. So you will understand you are not a body. You are a spirit who live and you have a soul and you live in the body and fasting helps to snap that soulish carnal thing. After a while you begin to realize that your real you does not need a burger. It does not need a sandwich. It needs the Word of God. And a lot of times because we are so feeding our flesh all the time and we need to do that. It, food is a gift from God and so because we do that all the time we don't actually feel the spiritual hunger a lot of times when I would uh, go through you know the fasting Isaiah I would actually would hear the Lord remind me and he said that the way your body right now aches the way your body craves your stomach growls and the, 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 the way you're just you're like you're hungry he says that's exactly how your spirit is every single day when it's malnourished when it's literally, I don't have time to read the Bible today. I don't have time to pray. Your spirit is literally craving. That's why David says, my soul yearns for God. There's a, there's a cry, but we don't hear it. Why? Because we numb the spirit, man. The second thing I want to mention about fasting is fasting will result in favor because biblical fasting is always about self-humbling. If you want more favor of God in your life, I want to encourage you to go into fasting. Not as a, hey, I'm going to fast and God's going to give me favor, but I'm going to fast because I'm going to humble myself. And through humility, God extends grace and grace is unmerited favor. Number three is fasting is like a faucet through which the power flow. The power doesn't come from fasting. The power comes through fasting. The power comes from God. The power comes from the Holy Spirit. The power comes, God is the source of power. There's no power in fasting. Like religious people fast, Muslim people fast for a month of Ramadan, you know, Catholics uh, fast. We know that Jewish people fasted. We know right now I saw an article, 25 evangelicals decided to do a hunger strike uh, to change some stuff with voting in the United States. There are people in India that fasted against the evil regime and they fasted as a hunger strike strike. Um, um, Gandhi fasted I think 20 something times as a way to change political things. So people use fasting as a political weapon. Uh, the fitness people fast for the purpose of losing weight. They practice intermittent fasting. And so we as Christians, we fast not for physical, not even for political. We fast for spiritual and that way is to humble ourselves. When you fast, you humble yourself. You pretty much, you're breaking down before God and you say, God, I need you. Their tears begin to uh, stream your eyes again. Your heart begins to repent again for the sins that you've committed. God begins to expose certain things, bring them to the surface. And it's a beautiful season of cleansing. Number three is the fasting. So I mentioned that fasting is the faucet. Fasting brings favor and fasting is feasting. Number four is fasting is giving up your physical bowl for a spiritual blessing. It's pretty much giving up what I want for what I need. Giving up what I want physically for what I need spiritually. And the story, I've shared this last year, Isaiah on the broadcast with you about fasting is that Jacob, he gave up a bowl and he received a spiritual blessing. So he gave up what was physical and he got what was spiritual. It was not visible. Now he didn't get money, he didn't get health, but spiritually things shifted. He became the man who was born second, but he started to qualify for the blessings of the first. Esau, 
who was who had the spiritual blessing but because he refused to forego for a short period of hunger he lost the spiritual blessing but instead he only got the physical blessing and then he wept and he cried and so a lot of Christians what they do is they give up the spiritual for the physical instead of giving up the physical for the spiritual when you're giving up the physical my friend you're getting something better you're getting the spiritual blessing number so five good. is the fasting is a soul detox and Isaiah already highlighted that as fasting exposes unhealthy relationship we have with food um, good food makes us feel good so often we comfort our negative emotions and boredom with eating and when you fast, you're forced to deal with these toxic emotions in a new way by bringing your emotions to the Holy Spirit instead of finding false comfort in food. Fasting trains you to share your feelings with the Father instead of the fridge. Come on, Go somebody. Ahead, That's good right there. Drop that in the, the chat. chat. Come on. Yeah. Fasting forces you to deal with toxic negative emotions with validation problems, with uh, how you're treating your, you had a bad day and you're going to the bottle, you have a bad day and you go numbing yourself with food. And so fasting forces you to find a different way to deal with your toxic emotions by going to the Father, going to the Holy Spirit instead of going to the fridge. Number six is fasting is, is embracing crucified life and instead of living a carnal life. Jesus says, if you want to follow, you're going to have to forsake. The Bible says that we offer a body as a living sacrifice. It's part of discipleship. Now, is there one verse in the Bible where Jesus commands us to fast? No. He does say when you fast, but He's not telling us when. He doesn't tell you how you should fast. But we know that Jesus invites us to be disciples and part of discipleship is being disciplined and part of the discipline deals with our food. Number seven is that fasting is a rational response to God's grace, Good. not an attempt to earn it. It's very important to understand that we don't go into a fast so that God can love us more. And if you broke a fast or you ate a crack or stopped it, couldn't do it anymore, that God doesn't love you anymore. There's no, there's no curse associated with not fasting. But there's a blessing associated with fasting. You know, King Saul cursed his man and said, anybody who doesn't fast will be cursed. You know, that's legalism. That's not Bible. The, the Bible way of fasting is Jesus says, if you do it the right way with the right heart, your father will see it and he will reward you. Even if you're not praying and reading the Bible for the very act of fasting, of you saying, Lord, you're seeing my sacrifice to God. God is noticing, paying attention to that. And he says, I'm going to reward you publicly. And so just live that, do fasting as a response, not as your way of trying to have God love you more. Uh, I like to say like this is the fasting does not improve your spiritual worth. It improves your spiritual weight. In the Good. realm of the spirit, your weight changes, but not your worth. You still love the same way as you fast and as you don't. Number eight is the fasting is the key to the fresh fire of God. Every move of God is marked by hunger. And hunger, the key to spiritual hunger many times is humbling ourselves. And that is the physical hunger. I always like to say like this, if you want to last in your fire, you have to fast. If you fast, you will last. There's something that is connected between physical hunger and spiritual hunger. If you look at through the history, many men and women of God who walked before us, some of them did not have the education. Some of them did not have connections, did not have a Google nonprofit account. Google, um, you know, ads, they did not have necessarily, they did not have the knowledge of the algorithm. They did not know how to market things, but they knew how to get on their knees. 
they knew how to go into an extended season and a time of fasting and they would shake and move things they would move countries they would move kings and queens in their day and i think god is bringing us back to that Come people on. are dropping out of church like crazy the new uh, gallup research just got released a month ago that the church attendance is is dropping more and more millennials more and more people are saying that they'd want to do nothing with god our nation today does not need a new system new program even a new speaker we genuinely need the move of god come on we need god to heal our land and he says this is the recipe if my people not the white house not the not the supreme court not your governor not your legislative branch not your judicial branch but he says my people what will they do he didn't say if you go get rich healthy wealthy and and live right he says, first, if you humble yourself, biblical way of humbling is fasting and then pray then turn away from wicked ways. And he says, then I will hear, then I will forgive and then I will heal. Not just you, not just your family, not just Come your on, ministry will it. go to another level. God says, I will use that to begin to bring an influence on the land. And so I just want to challenge you that if you lost your hunger, if you lost your first love for God, if you are struggling, if you really wish this year to be the best year, I want to invite you. I'm not saying about starvation. This is not about starvation or hunger strike. This is about disconnecting mm. from the world. Maybe you're a pregnant uh, woman right now. Maybe you're a diabetic or you're on medicine and you can't fast. There's just no way that you can fast right now because of your physical condition. There's still things you can do to disconnect from the world and to connect deeper to God in these next 21 days. Now, the goal is to do in 21 days so that it could shape a habit within you so that it can continue throughout the year. A few more things is number nine is that fasting is not only for crisis. Fasting is for your calling. Mm. A lot of people go into fasting in the Old Testament because they had problems. But if you read the New Testament, you will see that most of the fasts in the New Testament was because of purpose. People had a purpose to fulfill and they went into fast. We see Jesus fasted like that. We, we see Anna in the temple was fasting like that. We see Cornelius, he wasn't broke. His mama wasn't sick. Uh, Cornelius wasn't fasting because he needed a breakthrough like in his finances or in his family. He was fasting to really just press into God and God made him to be the key guy through which the gospel came into the Gentile world. The Bible says in book of Acts that uh, disciples, they ministered to the Lord and fasted. And the Lord says, let's bring Paul and Barnabas Barnabas into the mission that I've called them and that's when writing of the epistles started to happen. A lot of people live normal, comfortable, good Christian life and you might say, why would I fast? Because there is more to your Christian life than what you are doing today. Come on. There is the work you're doing and there is the work you were born to do. There is the work you're paid to do and there is the work you were created and saved to do. The Bible says we were saved by grace for good works. These good works, my friend, God opens those good works for us. And that could happen when you fast and when you pray. And lastly is fasting is preparation for temptation. When you fast, mm. something begins to happen. Um, your appetites go under control of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that you will no longer have temptation. It's actually not the truth because Jesus had temptations when he fasted. But because he fasted, I believe that he triumphed over temptation. He was isolated from the world. He was um, isolated. He was in the wilderness spending time with the Father and then he overcame those temptations. So if you're struggling with lust, if you're struggling with certain bad habits, um, go into fasting. I'm not saying you will get delivered 
but you will definitely be prepared for your deliverance. And you don't know, maybe through this, through renouncing, through repentance, through you humbling yourself, God will deliver you and set you free. But even if the deliverance from demons will still require somebody to pray for you, there's deliverance from the flesh, my friend. There's the conquering of the flesh that will require fasting. So good, so good. I hope you guys got that down. Some of you are typing it in the chat. Super, super powerful stuff. We'll try to link that as well, all those points he made. Um, in the chat once we're done. I wanted to go into some questions here, Vlad, we have. We got over 300. You guys already know I narrowed them down to the most common. Most of these are, are asking the same question over and over, so I put down a bunch of them. We don't have to go through every single one, but we'll get through a bunch of these. The first one that came in, and I tried to put them in order of how many times it got asked. So that's the kind of order I put them in. Again, it doesn't really matter the order, but this is the first question. Can we fast other things than just food? Um, yeah, so there's the absolute fast, which simply means no water, no food, and it's not recommended for more than 30 days unless you're Elijah or unless you're um, Moses and stuff. So, or you had directive. Even Jesus, the Bible doesn't say that he did not drink anything. It just says he didn't eat anything. So the second one is the complete fast is where you are avoid when you're not eating anything, you're just drinking uh, liquids, water preferably. And um, the third type of fasting is the partial fast. Some people call it Daniel's fast where you're staying away pretty much from anything that tastes good. You eat all the food that doesn't taste good. <laughs> so vegetables and fruits, I mean, they're good foods, but um, it's more like a diet and there's no ins there's no reference in the Bible where it actually says it was a fast because the word fast in the in the Old Testament Hebrew means to cover your mouth and yeah. in the Greek it means to abstain from food but I do understand that for some people that's actually a really good way to start and begin by taking the 21 days like Daniel did and abstain from sweets and uh, meats and dairy um, you know all kinds of ca caffeine and do that um, and then the four types of fasting is when you're not it's not also fasting but in light of the fact that there are people who can't do fasting from food, it's abstaining from, from things like, so in the Old Testament, we see that men were encouraged and pretty much commanded to abstain from having physical intimacy with their wives before they would encounter the Lord. And Paul made a reference similar to that in Corinthians where he says, for a season of prayer, he says, unless don't have intimacy with your spouse, unless you've agreed for a season of prayer. So that gives us a hint that things like, Pretty much anything that brings you pleasure, um, especially, you know, good pleasure that you can abstain from for a season to connect to the Lord. The, the big idea is this, is you're disconnecting from the world and you're connecting to God. Most of the things we see in this world, we will not have in heaven. And so we're beginning to disconnect from this natural world to connect ourselves to God. So you can fast, but if you can fast food, you should stick with fasting food. Uh, but if you cannot fast food, uh, then do partial fast or do something else that the Lord puts on your heart. And how do you know what you should fast that is not food if you cannot fast food? Ask yourself a question. What is something that you're attached to? That's good. What is something that you wouldn't feel comfortable doing, watching, reading, participating in if the Holy Spirit, physical form, would sit next to you? That's okay, so in other good. words, what would you not do if Isaiah would sit next to you? Come on now, <laughs> come on. I know he's not the Holy Ghost, but but uh, would you feel comfortable doing some of those things? Would you shift to something else? Then begin to shift to, to something else right now. Yeah, and I think it's a good place to start. And I wanted to just reiterate what you just said is if you can food fast, again, we're not here being negative Nancy, or sorry if your name's Nancy, I apologize there. We're not trying to be negative about it, but if you could fast food, don't say, okay, 
there's food I could fast or I could fast video games or movies or Netflix or Instagram. I'm going to fast Instagram. Choose the food first. And then if you can't do food, then go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to fast social media. And I would challenge you if you're fasting food, also along with it, give up all these other things, give up, say, okay, I'm going to fast food, but I'm, I'm also going to give up social media, give up movies, give up music. Uh, well, what I would say music, cause I always teach you shouldn't listen to secular music anyway. So you don't have to give up music, but if you mm. are listening to secular music, that's a good time to say, I'm giving up secular music. I'm giving up movies. I'm giving up whatever it could be that you enjoy. Now, if you in, don't enjoy it, it's not a sacrifice. I think a lot of people don't realize sacrifice. It needs to hurt you. It needs to be something you like. A lot of people yeah. always, I always say they want to give Ishmael and be fine, but God says, Ooh. no, I don't want Ishmael. I want Isaac. So gives me something yeah. that's going to hurt you. In fact, David said, I won't give anything to the Lord that doesn't cost me something. So I'm not giving God chocolate ice cream. I know one person say, oh, I fasted. I joke about this all the time. It's like, oh, I'm fasting chocolate ice cream until abortion ends. And I was thinking like, well, don't count on that moving heaven because God's not really like, oh, I'm so glad you sacrificed chocolate ice cream. So we, it sounds funny, Unless but they guys, eat it day and night, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I would say sacrifice something that costs you something. Don't give God a cheap offering. Okay. Um, is it, <laughs> this is, again, I don't want to laugh at these guys. I want to, I want to be respectful. I know there's a lot of new people in the chat, but I did write this down because I got this several times. Is it wrong if I'm fasting only to lose weight? And that's a legitimate question because you do lose weight when you fast. So Vlad, if I'm just fasting only to lose weight and not really doing it for spiritual reasons, does that count? No, it's not fasting. It's a diet. Okay. So, and, and, and it's, there's nothing wrong with the diet, but in the biblical definition of a fast is that it's for a spiritual reason, not for a physical reason. And I would encourage you that, uh, first of all, it's the worst way to lose weight is fasting. Mm. The problem with weight is your habits. And by not eating for a season, actually, most people that I know who are um, struggling with weight, fasting did not solve anything. They gained all of that weight back right away. So you don't need to fast to lose weight. You need new habits and you need new mindset. You need new eating habits, not mm. new fasting habits. So the, it's eating that's the problem, not the fasting. And so if you would change the way you're eating, then you will see change in your, um, in your uh, health and also adding exercise. Now, can fasting break spiritual problems? I believe that. Can fasting also bring physical healing I believe that I have seen it with other people it talks about in Isaiah 58 when God says then meaning it talks about the fast that God wants us to fast and then he says then your healing will spring forth speedingly so there will be healing that will be released wow. but please understand healing is God's job taking care of your health is mine and yours that's good and so if you're not willing after the fast to run get on the treadmill or you know watch your intake of food or what you're eating then honestly you're not going to change anything i mean you might put a band-aid and lose you know 30 pounds or 15 pounds or something but unless you change your diet you will never see change really in your health fasting won't fix that it would actually i mean i lost 40 pounds last year i gained you know 30 uh, or 25 um, or 30 back, uh, you know, within about a few months. But I, the benefits of fasting are physical, but the cause and the purpose and the motive of fasting has to be spiritual.
That's good. I would say losing weight is a byproduct, not the goal. So you do lose so weight as a byproduct of fasting, but we're not we're not trying to lose weight. I'm definitely not trying to lose weight, and I like, dude, I lose like ten pounds in one I day, think. and I I'm, I almost disappear. I go two D. I I turn to the side and I disappear when I start fasting. Um, okay, here's one. Every time I this one, now this one again. Most of these we got a lot, so I don't want to keep bringing a broken record saying we got this one a lot, but this was like a huge one. Every time I fast, I feel really sick and I get mad and frustrated. Why is this? Is this demonic? Why do I feel so terrible when I fast? So uh, the first thing you must understand is that it's normal detox of your physical body. Good. First few days is actually normal to feel headache. It's normal to feel a little bit dizzy, um, uh, tired. Um, it's, it's completely normal. It's not demonic. It's not demons attacking you. It's your body getting rid of toxins. And so because of drinking soda, eating unhealthy foods, a lot of processed foods, what, what happens with your body is it's beginning to finally work on itself. And so it begins to detox. And so a lot of times, you know, we encourage people, like for me, I had to wean off of coffee last week already before going into the That's fast. Good. Because if I would stop drinking coffee like on Monday, which when we started the fast, then um, I mean, definitely for the next three days, I would be like in living hell. It would yeah. be so painful. Last year, I remember, I felt like somebody had a hammer mm. and was beating me in the head every three minutes. It was excruciating, I mean, I'm talking about excruciating pain. It was so painful that I couldn't take it anymore for three days. So I had to like, I had to take an Advil, uh, Advil because I was like, I can't take it. I'm going to die. It was, it was so painful, but it was not a sign that it was the devil attacking me. It was honestly a lot of caffeine, a lot of other stuff that were yeah. taken. In fact, Derek Prince mentioned in, he says that the original word for afflicting your soul, which is the day of atonement that God told Israel to fast once. So Israel was commanded to fast only one time, uh, one day and on the day, on the day of atonement. And so the word that afflict your soul, he used that word and apologize if it could come out uh, weird, but he says it's pretty much means to violate, like almost it's the similar word that is used for rape. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, it does not say to afflict your body. You would think fasting would be an affliction to the body. But an affliction to the soul means that a lot of what fasting detox happens is not only in your body, it's actually in your mind. It happens in your emotions. So you feel a little bit moody. That's why first few days you feel snappy. You could feel cranky and you're like, man, I am, I'm trying to humble myself. Why am I like a little Jezebel right now? Why am I acting like all weird and all like, oh, someone's so like, my tense. kids must always be fasting. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You got to feed them, I said. I told you, you got to feed them. And so, so it's completely normal. I'm saying that you just, just bring it to the Lord. Um, now, if you're not breathing or like you're not feeling good and you really feel like, hey, you're, you're dying or something, then definitely you go eat and uh, don't attempt uh, fasting again until you're in a better shape. But for most of us, it's natural. You can ask any person who's yeah. going through fasting. First few days, it's normal to go through a lot of these withdrawals. And I would say too, physically, like you just said, your body's detoxing. So toxins are coming out of your body. It's the same as when you sweat. If you go in a hot tub or a sauna and you get a headache, why do I get a headache when I go in the sauna or hot tub? Because all the toxins are coming out of your body, all the yeah. McDonald's and junk food and process that you've been eating. And again, I'm not like giving you guys diet advice. Trust me, my diet is nowhere where I should be giving advice, but you're purging toxins out of your body and spiritually you are as well. And I would say as well, um, fasting makes demons, 
Fasting makes you in an uncomfortable place for demons to live. Some of you yes, don't so understand good. why do demons want to live in me? Well, you're like an 8,000 square foot house with like the best Wi-Fi, the nicest wood floors, and you're like, why is the devil? You're giving him a comfortable place. When you fast, you give the devil an uncomfortable place to live, and those demons yeah. don't want to be there. Those spirits don't want to be here. So you really do. Not only, again, are you physically and are you spiritually, but you're also you're making yourself an uncomfortable place for demons to be. And there's some demons, they're just going to leave because they're like, look, I don't even want to be here. This girl's praying she's fasting going after god and they're making me uncomfortable so some of you need to stop being a mansion for the devil and be an outhouse for the devil preach all right let's go to the next one here you know i want to before you read the uh, the other question um i i i I connected to um an airline going through the turbulence and going through the clouds the first few days it's like when you get in the airplane you know and the airplane takes off everything shakes it feels like you're holding on to your chair and yeah. then when it gets through the clouds it That's literally good. feels like this, this whole thing is going to fall apart but it doesn't last like this once it gets to about 30,000 feed something begins to happen you know it's smooth it's quiet and that's exactly how it is with fasting that's why i hate first three days literally of uh, first four days and and, and the that's time what most that, people give up is those first yeah two, and most days. people they they do only three days so like and if for those of you who do that i would just encourage you you know give it a shot at least seven days 10 days 20 days 21 days because the sweetness really starts after you quit <laughs> Yes, come on. And that's when you start seeing the results and the change there. Yeah, that's when you spiritually, you start seeing results and even physically. So good. Um, Let me see. Okay, what are some tips to staying persistent when fasting? I feel like, this is what someone's saying. I feel like I always start so determined, but I can never finish. Man, that's such a good one because we all feel that way. We all feel that when fasting. What are some things, Vlad, you know, your 40-day fast over here, you know, I struggle to do three, four days. What are some tips to stay persistent? I mean, it's a real thing. I think one time you had said, I think last time you shared when you were fasting, you were like getting so frustrated at times. You wanted to give up. You wanted to quit. And you had, to, I think one time you said you had to either like just go to bed or just go to your room and pray. But there were times where you were just like struggling to push through. Uh-huh. And I think that when you fast, at least for me, there's always a barrier that I'm like, I know if I can just break through this barrier, I'll be fine. But it's those barriers that you hit. It's the same with working out, running marathon, whatever. You have those barriers that you have to break through to get that second wind. And so what are some things I guess that would help you just be persistent to be like, reading martyr books is one, right? Reading uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, Tortured for Christ, God's Underground. Uh, but what else What I, else are some things I, you I do? I think that there will be moments, you just have to understand that there will be waves waves of sometimes even a sense of discouragement coming upon you a sense of i remember last time i mean i was watching isaiah stream and so and i was you know seeing how god is blessing him and i'm sitting there i'm hungry i was like uh <laughs> i was also a little bit cranking mad i started the, talking the about wing stop at the end no and then like no you you didn't make any references to oh, food okay. but it's just like watching it and you know and it was really powerful stream but actually you know like sometimes god somebody's blessing can actually be your burden and yeah. so and that because i already wasn't feeling good i actually just like felt worse afterwards and i was like <laughs> man it has nothing to do with isaiah but it had to do with the fact that i knew that there was a spiritual battle taking place at that moment when you feel like quitting you this is what you have to tell yourself number one is that there's a battle taking place right now and you're gonna get a spoil Come if on. you win this battle. That's a good word. You're going to get Goliath's head. There's promotions coming for winning the battle. Nobody gets a blessing unless they win a battle. Mm. So if you want to break through, you're going to have to win those battles. And these battles will come in the form of these 
swing mood swings will come in they will just come upon you sometimes some friends will offer uh, some food to you sometimes there will be just this mental battle it's like man i'm just gonna eat it doesn't matter what difference will it make this apathy that will come upon this is just a spiritual battle it's completely normal persevere now some practical things that you can do is you can actually at that moment go to sleep that's good. I know it's not super spiritual because your body's tired, so you can just take a short nap or turn on a sermon about the topic of fasting, the topic of, um, you know, like pursuit of God, pressing into the Lord, paying a price. Watch, you know, how people have suffered for Christ and died for Christ. Kind of build yourself up a little bit more, almost like remind yourself, hey, this is worth it. I'm not going to give That's up. Good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit. And I, you know, what reminded me, uh, Isaiah, is that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he didn't say, I quit. He said, it is finished. Hmm. And that's what I want to live with. I don't want to, my savior is the author and the finisher, not a quitter of his faith. And I think sooner or later, we have to develop a sense of a finisher, You're a preaching. mindset of a finisher, develop that from the beginning. And a lot of people start the fast like this. I'm going to see how it goes. That's like, that, that's, that's a recipe for disaster right away. You don't see how it goes. You have to see it through the end. So make up your mind. Now, I'm not saying that if you're dropping dead, you know, keep on fasting. No, <laughs> go to the hospital, start eating or something. But for most of you, that's not going to be the problem. It's going to be things in your head, in your mind. It's going to be some emotions and everything. So make up your mind to be a finisher, just like Jesus Christ. He didn't quit on the cross. Um, I'm not saying that your fasting is similar to crucifixion, but at times it will feel like that. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, here's someone said, is sexual fast a real thing? And I think we touched on this and I just wanted to give you guys the verse here. First Corinthians uh, chapter seven, mm -hmm. verse five says, do not deprive one another. Okay, let me say that again for some of you sitting in the back. Do not, speaking of married, now for, hold on, before I even read this, this is marriage, okay? So please, if you're dating, if you're not married, this is not, you shouldn't be doing anything. This is yeah, for those that are married. Yeah. Okay, that's not fasting, that's yes, repentance. Yes, yes. Let me just make sure I, I have to clear up because I already have some of you are like, see, he just said don't deprive me. This is for married couples here. First that's Corinthians right. chapter seven, verse five. Do not deprive one another, except, so there's one exception to depriving your spouse from sexual intimacy, except perhaps by agreement. But let me say that again, by agreement Amen. for a limited time that you may devote yourself. So we're not going to do anything sexually for the purpose of devoting yourselves to prayer, then come together again, which we all know what that means. So that, so that now here's why you need to make sure you're not depriving each other and make sure that you come back together so that Satan might not, may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. That is Paul, you are preaching strong. Now, listen, guys. It's a real thing. I wouldn't replace a food fast with this, but if there, if there is a time where you get together with your husband or wife, they're both believers, and you say, hey, look, we're going to do this. We're going to both agree on this for a limited time. We're not going to do anything sexually. We're going to devote ourselves to prayer, and we're going to come back together after now. Listen, I'm not the best one to talk about this because I got, I got four kids, but I want to tell you guys, it is a real thing to do a sexual fast and to devote yourselves to God, but please, this is not going to become a marriage stream here, but make sure that you're not just depriving each other. Make sure that you're not using, you know, sex as a thing of like, well, if you don't do this for me, I'm not going to do this for you. We, you need to make sure you're not depriving each other. You're coming together in agreement and then go back after and don't just fast and then go, oh, we're just going to, I mean, this is fine. We're not doing anything. Let's just not do anything for the next year. Don't do that. Paul says, come back together because if not, Satan might tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So you don't want your wife to be tempted or your husband. So again, don't do a, a long year. Do, do what you can do is manageable and make sure you agree. If you're not, if your husband's not saved, do not come to your husband and say, Hey, we're not doing anything because I'm, I'm a Christian now. 
or vice yeah. versa, right? Don't come and say, hey, honey, I'm a Christian now, so I'm not doing anything with you. You're dirty. You're cursed. Remember, the Bible mm -hmm. says that you cover your husband, you cover your wife. And if you're in covenant, they're now in covenant as well. So I see a lot of this, Vlad, especially with deliverance ministry. If I get with my husband and we're intimate, I might get what he has. That's not the way it works, guys. The Bible says yeah, two become so one and there's mm -hmm. divine protection. So please, all of you that are depriving each other, please listen to the word of the Lord of what the scripture says and make sure that yeah, you're not giving the devil space. This is the yeah, only verse. It. This is the only verse ever that's connected with prayer and abstaining from physical intimacy and fasting. Good. That's the only verse every other reference there's so many references to fasting and the definition of fasting is not abstaining from intimacy That's uh, for the spiritual reasons so this is the only time and i think that there's a reference uh, in that to the time when israel was commanded you know for men to abstain from from their wives, uh, you know, when they would come to meet with the Lord and stuff, and so. But that's the only uh, that's the only one mention. And so we can't build a practice based on one mention. And even that's then, good. as you broke it down, that verse that in that verse it says for a short time, and there has to be consent. And so, but we should not. I don't think you're abstaining from food. You're not abstaining from yeah. work. You're not abstaining from sleep. You're and not I would say it's not from... even really a fast. It's more like yeah. um, a sacrifice or something like that, yeah. Or, yeah. or time of consecration. So I would say, and I know Vlad, I love this about you because I listen to your teaching on fasting. You have a lot of great stuff is when we talk about fasting, we're actually talking about fasting, which is again, to, to shut your mouth, to not open your mouth, to not eat. So we don't want to start calling all these things fasting and them not actually biblically be recognized as a fast. So I would just say it's not really a sexual fast. It's a time away. Um, okay. Here's yeah. a good one. Do you have a pre fast plan? Let me say it again. Do you have a pre fasting plan? I struggle to go cold Turkey, especially on coffee and other things. So Vlad, when you're fasting, are you, I, I think you answered that earlier because you said you're fa you started yeah. your fast yesterday. Our church started the fast yesterday and you planned a week before. Okay. Let me wean myself off of coffee or caffeine so mm -hmm. that you know, knowing. So is there more of that that you go and do of a plan of like, no, or is that not, not at all, not at all. Even, even with coffee, it's more of like, I just suffered so many times before with the headaches first few days. So, and I remember the suffering. And so I don't want to go through that this time. And yeah. so, but otherwise, cause I, I, I'm a coffee drinker. And plus I do want to take time one month a year and detox myself completely from the caffeine. And so um, I think it would be good. And so I, I was really looking forward to that. And so the only thing I did is with the caffeine, um, everything okay. else. Now, they, they do encourage that maybe a day before fasting, you kind of start eating a lighter meals. You definitely do not want to go at 11.55 to Jack in the Box or to McDonald's, you know, and buy like three three uh, hamburgers and, and shove them down because that shows, because God is really looking at how you're entering and how you're exiting. If you're literally holding, and Isaiah, I did that before, okay? Before I was married, so maybe like 15 years ago, me and my cousin, who's uh, my uh, uh, our associate pastor, uh, Pastor Ilya, I remember one time we we went. Oh my goodness, this is so terrible! <laughs> at eleven eleven fifty five, we were making sure that at eleven fifty nine that the last fries was in the mouth. As long as, as as it was in the mouth, it was fine. You know, and that's God looks at that and he's like, Man, you're an idiot and stuff. And so you're not fasting, you're you're playing you know, it's like you're doing something that is not serious. And so but we were teenagers and honestly, yeah, we you're, you of, learn, you grow stupid. and learn. Yeah, so I learn and uh, you know, we don't do that. And same thing as the way you exit, um, the way you enter is not as 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 talk to us too, because that's gonna be a question later, I'll skip it. What about exiting? When you break a fast, how should you break a fast? So depending on what kind of a fast and how long the fast. If you're doing, let's say, a complete fast and it was, you know, let's say seven days. If it's seven days, you definitely want to start something with very light. And so usually they recommend with um, 
non-acid juices or with uh, chicken broth. One of my personal practices is that we cook a um, uh, tomato, uh, uh, tomato. We cook a tomato in the hot water and pretty much drink that that soup or whatever you want to call it. It's just a cooked tomato. And then, um, and the other uh, thing that we do that I personally do all the time is that I cook rice and I drink the water from rice. Not rice, but the water that the rice was cooked in. Mm. Why? Because it, what it does to my colon is that it coats my colon. And so, and then I could, you know, eat that to, uh, tomato that was cooked. And so, but pretty much the idea is that the longer you fast, the longer it takes to get out. If you fast for 21 days, for example, without food, then you definitely need to abstain from anything heavy for at least three days. And so if you don't do that, you will undo every good that God has done in your body and you can actually permanently damage your stomach if you don't exit fasting properly. God is not responsible for your health. You are because He put He gave you that health That's as good. a gift. So you and I have to be responsible for it. Not assume that, oh, I fasted for 30 days. Angels visited me. I had encounters with God and now I can go eat a steak after 21 day fast. That's then you will good. actually be in the, emer in, in the emergency. I had a gentleman from our team. He fasted 40 days with us and he ate a little bit like a very tiny piece of meat on the first day uh, after he exited the fast. And so he ended up in the emergency. Yeah, I had a friend from Southern California at a Korean church. His good friend died after 40 days. He ate In-N-Out. So he did 40 days, went to In-N-Out after, ate it, ended oh up in the emergency goodness. and ended up dying. And then we had a oh guy at our old church do a 21-day. And I want to say on like day 10 or 11, they found him wandering around on the freeway. He was on, literally walking on the freeway, hallucinating, ended up passing out, and they took him to the hospital. And this was only after like 10 or 11 days he was hallucinating. And he didn't even know he was on the freeway, obviously. He wouldn't have been on there. So I would say, yeah, you guys got to be careful. Don't be foolish and don't tempt yeah. the Lord your God by saying, I'm going to go do a 50-day fast and show Elijah what's yeah. up because you might end yeah. up again on the, you might end up in the hospital. <laughs> the um, Bible says in, in Romans chapter 12 that to offer to the Lord a reasonable sacrifice. That's good. You know, a sacrifice doesn't have to be, and a lot of times the problem with younger folk or the people who are just got on fire for God is that you're focused on the radical one instead of reasonable. Mm. And so you have to look at your body, you have to look at where you're at and offer to the Lord a reasonable, not a radical. God is not impressed with your radicalism. You can't impress God, okay? He doesn't need food at all. And so he's not there watching how many days you eat or you don't eat. He does honor your sacrifice and your hunger for him. But at the same time, he also is a God of wisdom. And so he wants us to offer a reasonable sacrifice, not a radical one. That's really good. Um, here's a good one, which you guys are asking in the chat as I read it here. What should we do if we have an illness that prevents, prevents us from fasting? I have a blood disease, so I get really sick if I fast. I mean, I think that Daniel's fast will be a good one. Uh, abstaining from, um, and I have actually, I wrote a, a list here. Um, and Daniel's fast is pretty much, you know, it, it gained really a lot of popularity when um, the actor uh, Chris Pratt actually in um, 2019, he mentioned that he was doing Daniel's fast. And uh, pretty much what I've realized is in America, when people are saying they're doing a 21 day fast, 90, probably 95 to 98% is when people actually are doing a Daniel's fast. And yeah. though technically it's not a fast, technically. I was gonna say, touch but, on that, because that was a question. Is the Daniel, everyone gets on me because I always say it's, it's good to do, but it's not a technical fast fast so let yeah. me ask vlad vlad's here we got him live is the daniel fast an actual fast according to scripture so i don't do daniel fast i did it i think for two days uh 15 years ago that's the only time i did and i would probably not do a daniel fast and th this is my personal if uh, if you're not if you're healthy 
okay? And you're not working at like a very cold environment where you actually have to stay hydrated and stay warm. And so my problem with Daniel Fast was this. I actually was thinking more about food than about God because mm. I kept downloading all of these things. What can I eat? What can I eat? Yeah, Going to the yeah. store, trying to figure out how can I mix this and make beans and, and the other thing taste good. And so then I realized, I know for some people saying, hey, it helps me to kind of focus on the Lord and maintain energy. Honestly, I say this, that if this is what drawing you closer to the Lord and pulling you away from the world, awesome. That is great. But biblically speaking, Daniel's fast is not a fast, biblically Thank speaking. You. Secondly, uh, there's not one mention of in that verse where we use as Daniel was fasting that Daniel was fasting. There's not one reference of that. It says he was mourning. He was actually not anointing his head with oil and doing and withstanding from them. But there's not one word mentioned about that that's fasting. But what you can eat during, if you choose to do that, is you know you can eat whole brains, beans, uh, uh, whole grains, not brains, uh, <laughs> beans, nuts, seeds, vegetables, oils. Um, soy products, uh, unleavened bread, water, and 100% juice, a fruit juice. What you cannot eat during Daniel's fast or Daniel's diet it is uh, animal products. Um, not whole brains. <laughs> do not eat, listen, do not eat whole brains while you're fasting. See, this is, this is, this is coming out already. <laughs> my, my brain is being fried. Um, sweeteners, unleavened bread, uh, unleavened bread, processed food, deep fried food, solid fats, chocolate, and caffeinated beverages is something that you cannot eat. So when I look at that list, I was like, Lord, I, I, I'll rather just, you know, suffer through for a few days. And so most of our church, when we go into the fast, most of our church does um, the full one where they abstain from food completely. And it's partially it's because the culture we've built. Um, yeah. And when we talk about fasting, everybody knows that we're talking about the full one. But we do have people that practice the Daniel's once uh, partial one or some people do it one meal a day. Yeah, I was going to say, or do a one meal a day. Say, look, yeah. I'm only going to eat for dinner or lunch or breakfast. Yeah. And so I'm going to partake in the fast, but yeah. I'm not doing a full official. And I, I'm telling yeah. you guys, listen, let me just say this. God is not religious. God is not looking okay. down going, oh man, you accidentally swallowed your gum or you accidentally, you drank a, a shake and I, now I'm not going to honor you. Guys, fasting doesn't get your prayer, you know, change the way God answers prayer. It changes the way we pray. So these are so things good. that are changing us, cleansing so us. So God is not up there shaking his fist at us mad because whether we're doing a Daniel fast and, but we're just making it clear. It's not a biblical fast, yeah. but if you're doing it, you're not less than, you're not like second class. If that's where you're at, that's where you're at. Build yourself up to the end goal is I'm going to fast no food, just water. So again, mm -hmm. we don't, a lot of you are new. We totally understand. We just want to make sure we're giving you biblical clarity. Yeah. Start where you can start and, and do what you and, can and do. And if you look at in the Bible, when God condemned fasting, it had nothing, nothing to do with the actual method of fasting. It always had to do with mm, motives. That's it good. always had to do with like Isaiah 58. You know, we're not caring for people. We're not being generous with the homeless people. Jesus addressing fasting. It was never with like, oh, you didn't do a complete fast. Oh, you, you should have stayed away from water and from food. It had nothing to do with that. I think it all depends on what the Lord leads each person and each person, each person's decision uh, that they have to be led by that. Good. And we don't want to discourage you guys from fasting. So we're so like, good. look, if you're going to have to fast chocolate ice cream, start at Rocky Road and end at not eating at all. Okay. So this is one, this is the next question, ironically. Why is it some people will tell you to fast and then say, if you break it or get weak and slip, God's going to understand, just start where you left off. Isn't that kind of setting us up to fail with the intention of it's okay to break your fast? No, because I would rather start a fast and break it than not fast at all. So I would rather sink 
and then stay dry in the boat. So I would say, guys, it's better. This is why I even teach on prophecy, Vlad, and you might disagree with me. I don't think you will, but I tell people, just prophesy. If you get it wrong, we'll clean it up. If you mess up, we'll help you, but it's better to actually try to prophesy than to stay safe all the time. It's better to try casting out demons. Well, the demon didn't come out. At least you tried. At least you talked to it and yelled at it a little bit and got some confidence. Um, don't worry about failing. I don't know why we have this religious Christianity YouTube culture where we preach, oh, you shouldn't do this and you don't need to do this and don't do this. And what if guys just do it, just step out of the boat, walk on water. Jesus never got mad and said, oh, why'd you listen? At least I'm walking. At least I walked a little bit on water. Maybe I sank. So even if you start a seven day, you only make it three days and you break it and you're, oh God, please forgive me. You did three days. You fasted three days. Stop worrying about what you didn't do and start worrying about what you did do. So I would say, just go for it. If you fail, Dust yourself off, pick yourself up, try again in a few days, try next time, go shorter. Maybe you went too long, maybe, but don't sit there and get all mad and wallow. So yeah, we do okay. say, don't break it. But if you do, God will forgive you because we have a merciful God. And so, yeah, I would say that's why we tell people, you know, if you break it, keep continue it and you can do that if you break your fast you're on a seven day and you eat one time and you're like man i need to eat i was weak i was tired continue your fast go five days go six days go seven days and keep moving like the righteous man falls seven times but gets up again don't sit there and spend an entire day crying about mm -hmm. the fact that you ate you know some oatmeal because you were feeling super nauseous or something like that like just yeah. just keep going i don't know if you want to add it all to no, that no, I, I agree 100 percent is um, should I have to wait? Uh, this is a good one, Vlad. Should I have to wait for time off work for me to fast? It's really hard for me to work and fast at the same time. Well, yeah, it depends on, of, of course, um, the kind of work. Uh, there, there are certain uh, kind of labors that people do that honestly are, is very, excuse me, it's very difficult to fast. And so people like that, sometimes they, um, I encourage some of our people, and I heard this from somebody else, um, you know, if it goes, if it fits, in a straw it's under the law so i tell them say hey just you know drink smoothies or do like more like a juice a juice thing because it's a it's, a, it's still liquid i mean as long as it's not like you're, you're not grinding a steak um stuff taking a steak through the straw <laughs> it's bad but my um my encouragement to most most of us if we look in the bible jesus says when you fast anoint your head and wash your face and this of course is speaking to the fact that in the old testament when people fasted they always you know um they did not take care of their uh, physical needs. Mm -hmm. And this was one way of mourning. This was one way of, you know, putting ashes on themselves and rendering their, their garments. And sometimes Pharisees would still act sorrowful when they were not sorrowful. And so Jesus calls them hypocrites. But the idea of washing your face and anointing your head also refers to, honestly, um, take care of yourself and go about your normal business. That's good. Uh, fasting is not something, unless you have the ability and you have the resources to stop everything you're doing and get away to the mountain. And to be honest with you, I've done that few times where I went for three days. It was it was scary. It was pitiful. People would think like, oh, it was amazing. It was actually, it was not good. <laughs> the reason why is because you're stuck in a small, I was rented a room. And so I'm stuck in a small, you're not eating. You're stuck in a small room. Okay, okay, I prayed for five hours, read the Bible for three hours. And after that, what else? Yeah. You know, so I slept. And so it was, it was actually more 
kind of like it was tough for yeah. me and so i enjoy fasting as i go about my life and then as i find free time i spend time with the lord and as instead of eating you know you end up reading the word and then on the weekends as you have more free time you begin to engage with that um, so if your job is like on construction and you're outside and it's extremely physical or or it requires mental focus like maybe you're driving uh, a semi truck and you're a truck driver and honestly like you can't afford to be like dozing off or anything then i mean yeah That's of course scary. you Use wisdom. Do something. Do something else with the fast, or wait until you finish, and then you can take that time to fast. So use wisdom. But if your job really involves just you, just want to spend more time with God. Remember, God rewards fasting, not mm. just not just prayer, fasting, and reading. Now we do reading, prayer, and all of the stuff because it makes the. It takes the benefit out of fasting and we really grow in that. But the Bible, Jesus says clearly that God sees what we do in secret. He's referring specifically to the act of fasting. I had a friend of mine one time who was fasting 21 days and he's like, man, I felt like I was so busy. I didn't have time with the Lord. And he came up, he's like, man, I feel guilty. He's like, I did fast for 21 days. And I encouraged him. I said, listen, God saw your heart. You did this sacrifice to Him. You didn't do it to even improve your prayer. You did it because you felt the Lord lead you. You will see a breakthrough in your life because That's of that. Good. And so, and I was like, don't walk around with guilt because the fast is already a sacrifice. And then what you add on it, of course, brings a greater spiritual blessing to your life. But don't feel guilty. Oh, like, oh, I didn't have time to spend like five hours in prayer today. It's fine. God sees your sacrifice and He sees your heart. That's good. I like that you touched on if you're a truck driver doing something dangerous. Like if you're a police officer, right, you probably shouldn't be yeah. doing a long fast because you have to be alert on what's going on. Not only is your life at stake, other lives are at stake, you know. So I would use discretion with what you're fasting, what job you're doing. Don't get fired because you're like, sorry, boss, I can't work because I'm fasting. I need yeah. to go in the office. Yeah. Don't put your your job in jeopardy. You're supporting your family. Use wisdom, guys. For some reason, we think that God doesn't want us to use wisdom or common sense, but use wisdom and common sense and uh, you'll you'll be good. Um, let's see. How do you get into the presence of God while fasting so, just, so it doesn't just feel like an extreme diet plan? I would say prayer. That's how you get. That's the biblical way to get into the presence of God is through prayer. That's how we enter in. So yeah, prayer is the number one thing. Someone said, does the Daniels count fast? We talked about that the Daniels fast is a good place to start, but it's not a biblical fast. Um, is it okay to drink? We got this question a lot, Vlad. I'm sure you've gotten this tons of times. Is it okay to drink milkshakes or high calorie drinks while fasting? I just want to give my thought on this. I would say if you're drinking high calorie shakes, and I used to do this when I started fast, first started fasting, I'd go to Jamba Juice like three times a day and I'm like, dude, I'm drinking 1500 calorie. But then I thought, why am I even fasting? So if you're if you're fasting and you're hungry, so to, to subside your hunger, you're drinking high calorie shakes or like uh, someone said in the chat, snow crab leg smoothies, then there's no point in actually fasting. So yeah. I would say again, like Vlad said earlier and I said, if you need to drink a shake to continue your fast or you're drinking one meal a day or eating one meal a day, then go drink one shake a day. But if you're eating, drinking 4,000 calories a day of protein shakes and weight gainers and Jamba Juice and Starbucks and you're blending up your in and out, then stop and think, why am I even fasting? I don't even have to, because the Bible, again, doesn't command you to fast. You're not yeah. going to hell if yeah. you don't fast, which is one of the questions that we'll answer here. You're not going to go to hell if you don't fast, but if you're eating shakes all the time 
I would say you just probably shouldn't be fasting. Just go eat and, uh, you know what I mean? What, what do you think about it, Vlad, when you're drinking no, shakes I, all the time? I, I, no, 100%. 100%. I think that uh, the, the purpose is that if, if you're trying to cut, I mean, your goal is to feel hunger. You have to understand yeah. is that, you know, uh, even when Jesus, when he was on the cross and they offered him uh, something to numb his pain, he declined that. Yeah, and so uh, he wanted the sacrifice to be complete. He wanted the sacrifice to be perfect. And so I am not in any way saying to you know inflict yourself with more pain. You know, don't drink water. You know, go on a dry fast unless you really feel the Lord leading you. But after three days, if you go on a dry fast after three days, you will actually meet Jesus Christ and you will die. <laughs> and so, um, so it's not recommended to do a dry fast. Um, and so, but yeah, I, I I'm agree uh, with Isaiah is that if if you really feel like hey I want to add you know like drink a coconut water or something like add something that has a little bit more electrolytes that's completely fine or if you're if if you need that that juice uh to to really give you that strength for your work or something hey no guilt and condemnation do it god sees you it's about your heart you have yes. to understand that and so but if you are taking four or five juices a day then honestly like i was literally probably... doing that bro i was on jamba juice three times a day and then i was like ah, i should probably not do this anymore um yeah here's a good one how often do you and pastor vlad fast and what type of fast do you guys do personally and as a ministry so for me personally I don't do long extended fast. I want to, and I need to, I really do. I felt, I felt convicted even as we talk about it. I was like, man, I need to do a long fast. But I honestly, after a few days, I just can't, I have trouble doing anything, preaching, traveling, nothing like that. So for me, I will do one or two days. I usually try to do the days I preach. I just fast those days. And before I was preaching like 14 days out of the month. So I was fasting like half the month, right? For the days I'm preaching, wow. I'm not eating, I'm fasting. And uh, now I'm not traveling full time like I was. So now I try to do it the days I stream. I won't eat till after or whatever it could be I set aside. Wow. But yeah, I need to, I, I would say... I need to develop a better fasting life. I'm not as, even in this topic, I have like one video on my channel on fasting. This is something I need to learn more and do more and be better at, something I'm working towards. And uh, I don't want to use excuses. You know, I, I'm super skinny. We already know that. And uh, I just need to get over it. I really do. I need to do like a three to seven day and just, if I disappear, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I definitely, I definitely need to hey, fast you, you more. You can record a video. You can record a video from another realm, Isaiah. There you go. There you go. Um, um, so yeah, but what about you, Vlad? What's your schedule throughout the year? Are you routine so, or are you just it, spontaneous? It's usually, it used to be uh, for the last, for quite a few years, it's been once a month, three days. Okay, that's um, good. Last year, after the 40-day fast, I only did a few more times where I did, uh, I think one time seven days, and then um, the other time was like three days. I did not do too many. Um, after doing an extended one, I it's really difficult for me to to do smaller ones because I just I just don't get the benefit that I really want to get a, get good. the benefit of. And so um, so for this year, if the Lord is uh, the Lord's gonna give strength, I'm planning if everything goes well, very well to do a 221, so one uh, now and then one later uh, in the summertime. And so that's kind of the my goal, but it could completely change. So I don't do a lot of of one day because sometimes I go honestly for a full day like and you probably can testify of that same thing where I can go full day without eating and so that's not really fast because I just forgot to eat you know so it's not it's not it wasn't intentional and so I don't do necessarily too many and I think that uh, doing more of that uh, will be beneficial and I think it will be really good my purpose behind it is that I really if I want to do it I want to go long because so I can kind of derive that um, 
that benefit. So that's that's my kind of purpose behind it. So I try that's to do good. more longer ones instead of many shorter ones. But honestly, for 10 years prior to this, that that's what I was doing. I was doing the shorter ones, three, three two days uh, a month. And I tried to do consistently first Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of every single month. We did that as a church for actually many years. And so, and then there was a time when I was a teenager, my fasting was just one day a week and it was Wednesday. That's when good. I was in high school, it was one day a week. And so, so it honestly it will change throughout as we grow with Christ as we go through life and so I think that each person has to do what God is leading them and not necessarily you can be encouraged by others but you have to be led by the Holy Spirit that's good and I want to remind everybody I don't think we touched on it this time but we did on the last year's live stream is the purpose of fasting that the Pharisees came to Jesus said hey your disciples don't fast y'all are eating we're fasting we're starving over here why do you guys not fast Jesus response was why would they fast the bridegroom is with them when the bridegroom leaves then they're going to fast. So what does fasting do? It draws the presence of God back towards so us. So, so if good. you're not feeling like disconnected from God, or maybe you don't need to fast, one of the main purposes of fasting is to get reconnected to God, get so close good. to God again. So, and to so redraw good. that presence towards you. So if you've not lost that connection, and for me, it's a little bit of a weird situation because I can't, I don't like eating. Like I don't enjoy it. I wish if I had one wish guys, See, like Isaiah, God said, Isaiah, your, your fasting Isaiah will be eating actually. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If God said, one wish my wish would be I never have to eat again because I just don't I can't stand like my biggest struggle in life is like I have to eat I know for you guys it sounds weird but I just I never have an appetite oh. I hate eating I have to force myself so it's not a huge sacrifice which is why I feel like I don't really fast that much because I'm like it doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't hurt me it doesn't sacrifice mm -hmm. it's just basically mm -hmm. I live <laughs> I live eating once a day I really do only eat once a day anyways so it's kind of mm -hmm. like a weird dynamic but I do feel it's still, my wife said facts. I do still feel it's an excuse a bit. And I need to get on that and uh, see what God has to say to me about that. Okay. Your, your, your wife needs to, uh, uh, man, buy you some more of that uh, high processed foods or something. But there you're already go. eating that. So. Oh, dude, I already do. And I, I don't, yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. This is for, they said, this is for Vlad concerning his 40 day fast. If you're doing a Holy Spirit led extended fast, such as 40 days, how should you come off? Well, you already answered that. Uh, okay, so you to answer that question. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. Um, Holy Spirit's leading you to do 40 days. We talked about that. Uh, is there different types of fast? 3, 21, or 40? Do they bring upon different breakthroughs? Um, I don't think that certain numbers bring certain breakthroughs. I just think that you're going to get breakthrough doing a fast. And one thing Vlad people kept asking was, do you get more breakthrough doing a longer fast or a shorter fast? I would say personally, the longer the fast, the more breakthrough there is because you're spending more time seeking God, encountering God. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely say, but I think both are equally important. Do you have any thoughts on that, yes. Vlad? Is, no, it, I, I, is it more? I, agree. I, I think, think you touched on that too. I don't believe though there are numbers attached to, even when I mentioned that number 40 is a number of cleansing, but honestly, there is not one biblical reference. It's us reading into scriptures when we say things like, oh, 40, uh, 40 day uh, is for this, 21 days is for principalities, three days is for <laughs> saving of your city. It, it, there's no such a thing. Uh, the Holy Spirit leads each person and, and how he leads them. Now, typically people do one, three, seven, 10, 21, and 40, but th there is no formula for that and so That's just good. as the lord leads you you fast uh when it comes to our longer ones uh better than the the shorter ones i think once you try the longer one you will see that th there is more of a 
physical, physical, mental, and spiritual benefit to that. Uh, first few days is a little bit harder on on the body because it's detoxing, and so and then when you end it on the third day, it's almost like it's it's like this: you got in a plane, you went through all the turbulence, you got through the clouds, and then you're landing again. So like. Is it better? Well, it depends on what your goal is and it depends on what the Holy Spirit is leading you. That's so good. And that's the thing we've been saying, guys, be led by the Spirit. There's no formula. So I know you guys keep asking, how many days should I do? What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Uh, will you go to hell if you don't fast? No, you're not going to go to hell if you don't fast. What happens if you accidentally eat or mess up and you're fasting? Should I start over? I would just continue your fast. If you, if you yeah. truly messed up and you're like, you felt regret, man, I ate, I shouldn't have ate. Just keep your fast going, okay? You don't need to start over and be like, now I have to start back from day one. We're all doing 21 days. Just just keep going, okay? There's grace there. The grace is there for that. Um, if I'm pregnant or breastfeeding, this is my opinion, Vlad, and if you want to weigh in on this and you disagree, go ahead because it's totally cool. I do not think you should fast while pregnant, and I do not think you should fast while breastfeeding because the doctor is going to tell you you need to eat a certain amount of calories. If you stop eating while being pregnant, I got four kids. Please, guys, listen to me. Your oh, yeah. hair you, will start falling out. Your nails will start breaking. What happens to your body is the baby starts taking nutrients because it has to get them from other yeah. places. So you literally will lose hair. Your nails will break because you're, the baby's stealing nutrients from your body. You get sick and you can lose your baby. So please, if you're breastfeeding, if you are pregnant, if you have an illness and the doctor says don't fast, don't say, well, my pastor said I should. Just don't fast. You're going to make it. You're only pregnant for eight or nine months and you're only breastfeeding for a year or two. Do your breastfeeding, have your baby. You, there's always so going to be time to fast. God understands. So good. You're going to make it. No, okay. I, I agree. So okay. Good. Awesome. Yeah. What is the difference between fasting and dieting? One is for spiritual purposes. One is for physical. Is Oh, this is a good one. Is, this got asked a lot too, and you guys keep asking this in the chat. Is it okay to break a fast at midnight, or do I have to wait until I wake up? Go ahead, Vlad. What do you think about that? Can we break it at midnight? I, th I, I, I think uh, the sundown. Um, for example, let's say the 30th, uh, the the. 21th, uh, 21th day will end on Sunday. So we're not going to wait to break it on Monday. We're going to break it after Sunday church. Okay. You know, so like that's going to be our, but officially by the time we start eating normal, it's going to take good three days. And so, um, so technically we, we don't, uh, I don't necessarily for us because it's around our church. So like it ends on like Sunday. Uh, this will be the sun. The deliverance Sunday is when the uh, the fast will end. And so after church is pretty much we are um, ending the fast. So I'm not. I don't need to. Uh, I'm not gonna wait necessarily until um, the next morning and stuff. And so for us, it, that's how it, that's it works. That's good. And guys, again, this comes bound to God's not legalistic like us. If it's eleven o'clock, ten o'clock. Like Vlad said, sundown, and you feel the Lord saying, go for it, just go for it. Just go for it and eat yeah. and break it. You've already been fasting for so long already as it is. We don't need to be legalistic. In my early days, I was literally, dude, it's 12.01. I really was. I was like, I could eat now, and I did that for a long time. And then I felt like the Lord's like, you're so much more religious than me, Isaiah. And I'm like, all right, Lord, help, help me. And uh, yeah, just do what God's telling you to do and use discretion. Do you only fast when you're led by the Spirit? Uh, for me, no. I fast because Jesus did, and the Word of so God good. says too, I don't need to be led to fast. Is it okay to tell people I'm fasting? I would say yes and no. Jesus doesn't say don't don't necessarily his the, let me say this the context of Jesus oh let me read mm -hmm. it to you I have it written down here okay let me just read it so we can see what he says That's good um I have it here where is it at I wrote it down it's in Matthew Matthew 6 16 okay let's see what Jesus said and when you fast don't make it obvious 
as the hypocrites do don't for they try to look miserable and they look disheveled so people admire their fasting i tell you the truth this is the only reward they will get but when you fast comb your hair wash your face then no one will even notice your fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you so jesus is not saying don't tell anybody he's saying don't make it so obvious don't walk around miserable and go to the grocery store and you're checking out going oh yeah by the way i'm fasting they're like what i didn't even ask you so don't just randomly tell people oh yeah I'm, by the way i'm fasting i'm like hey guys posting i'm fasting if you wonder why i'm so miserable my breath smells and i'm mad all the time it's because i'm fasting just don't go around boasting about it gloating about it is it okay to tell your wife of course is it okay to fast as a church of course is it okay to share with people maybe an accountability partner hey i'm fasting so i want you to know keep me accountable to this man if i break it keep me accountable yes but should i go gloat about it no don't go around guys brush your teeth y'all come on how many of you know fasting breath is the absolute worst the worst it smells like the devil's living in your stomach brush your teeth floss your teeth you don't have to stop showering you you could still shave you can still put on makeup come on come on help me in the chat you can still look normal so jesus says make sure you're washing your face don't look miserable the pharisees are looking miserable on purpose so everyone knows they're super spiritual this is not about not telling people it's about looking super spiritual to gain favor and to gain the approval of men and he says if you do that i'm not even going to reward you because you already got your reward because people already think you're all so yeah i would go ahead and say use discretion there but uh it's okay to tell people just don't go shouting it posting it and bragging about it you you have anything yeah, there Vlad, yeah. or no, I, I agree on? with you pretty much the the context of that verse is jesus wasn't trying to promote the goal of hiding your fast because then actually there's, there's a lot more self-centeredness in trying to hide your fast than being chill about it yeah and so the, the deal is that the motive the motive is that you're not doing it for people. You're doing it for God. The Lord led you, not people. And so, but you're not walking around because some people are so focused on hiding their fast that actually more obsessed with trying to appear yes. fasting by trying to hide it. So they're, they're, the spirit of religion is very yeah. sneaky one and stuff. So, so we have to be very careful. It's better to be chill about it and simply to serve the Lord. You don't have to blow a trumpet in front of everybody who walks in front of you. But if somebody brings food and keeps insisting, say, hey, I'm I'm, I'm fasting. Yeah. That's it. You I've been to dinner with people and it's like everyone's eating and it's like, hey, bro, why are you eating? And they're like, they just stay quiet and they're texting under the table. Oh, I'm fat. They're like so secretive and it's like becomes, yeah. now everybody at the table is like, oh, what's wrong with so-and-so? Are they mad? Are they, and they're just sitting there just like, hey, hey guys, I'm fasting. I'm good. Thank you. And then it just, it honors. And especially in some cultures, like it's a very big dishonor when you don't eat. So it, it yeah. lets them know like, hey, it's not your food. I'm not mad. I'm just not eating because I'm, I'm doing something. So I would definitely say too that use discretion. Don't just be secret about it and all that. So really good stuff, guys. We answered over 20 questions. Again, the last question was how long should I fast? Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Biblical fasting was one day, three days, seven days, 21 days, and 40 days. Those are the four, five biblical numbers, but it doesn't mean you have to do that. You can fast according to how long. Start with yeah. one day, start with two days. Do not start with a 40 day, please. Don't start 21 because you're going to be disappointed when you break it. Start small, work your way up in fasting. Is there anything else, Vlad, before we end that you want to touch on? I'm going to have you just pray before we end it. I know. And first of all, Thank you, bro, because we've been here two hours. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I know we went super long. I do. I love the Q&A. I love answering questions and talking like that. Is there anything else you wanted to close with the fasting before we pray? Uh, no, the only thing I'm going to mention is that... Hey guys, too. And, and, yeah, and Everett's going to drop that in the chat right now. Um, I released an e-course and a reading plan. So there's a whole pretty much like a, some videos and um, an e-course. You can actually download this one. 
into your own computer and play it in your own small group. So it has small group study guide. That's it awesome. has also like basic understanding of why people fasted, the Old Testament fasting and everything. So um, uh, Everett right now is dropping that in the chat. So if it's something, and it's free of charge. That's amazing. Copy and paste it. Wait, hold it. on. It's free? You're not charging yeah. me for it? No, no, it's not. Oh, it, come it's, on it's free. Now. Yeah, so, awesome. so it's free of charge. And the amazing part is you can actually download it. The only thing I ask is you don't sell it to other people because freely you received and freely Go you ahead. should give. And I so, love and it. It will, it will bless you guys. And so uh, other than that, and then uh, and then we are uh, Everett's going to drop a blog uh, which has pretty much all the resources. We released some reading plans as well as some videos and some other practical application on how to uh, go about it and stuff. So um, And the mods can link that, it as well. I see Everett posting it. I, I don't know if he's posting on mine. If you could Everett post it on my YouTube as well. And it's pastorvlad.org slash fast. So the mods could go ahead and spam that in the chat. Again, guys, free 99. It costs you nothing. It, it, Vlad has all this content free on his website. God had spoke to him to, to give all this stuff away for free. So he literally has so much content for free and it's incredible. And he's like, I'm talking about like books. He's writing books, doing e-courses, small groups. This is not just like he got online for five minutes and wrote an article. This is some serious stuff here and it's all free on his website. Vlad, would you pray us out? And then yeah. I'll go ahead and read donations and do all that, but I don't want to have to hold you any longer here. Would you pray us out and just pray that the Lord would give us all strength, including me, just strength to fast throughout this year? Amen. Awesome. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the Spirit of Christ. You are the Spirit of the Father. We thank you that you live and reside in us. And as you led Jesus into wilderness, and as you led him before his ministry started, before in three and a half years, he did more than most of us will do in many lives, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will right now begin to lead each one of us into our own wilderness, into our own time of separation, into our own time of withdrawing, into our own time of rededicating, consecrating our hearts and our lives to you, Lord God. Father, I pray for people who lost their fire. I pray for people who lost their fervency, who lost their desire that they have shifted from living a crucified life to living a carnal life and and they're not happy deep inside they're they're seeing lust and greed and pride sapping in and and maybe demons coming back and returning lord god and they just feel not happy with where they're at they, their life is not the best spiritually i pray that the conviction of the holy spirit will come and i pray with this conviction will come a decision i pray with this conviction will come a specific step of what they must do this coming month this coming week lord god that while so many believers Believers around the United States are participating in that Lord God that you will also begin to lead and guide them Lord God Lord we come against every legalism we come against every uh, even if uh, we also come against every fear of dying fear of like oh I'm gonna die especially those people who are who are not gonna die no way they're gonna die because uh, they are very very blessed physically and so Lord I just pray right now that you begin to break that off of us God that we will have faith and that we will have a desire and we'll begin to see the reward that will accompany this discipline Lord God I bless your people that are fasting right now I bless your people that are going to be fasting I pray for people that are going to be re-watching this and you will use this video to draw them into a 40-day fast or maybe draw them into a 21-day fast or draw them into a one-day fast Lord God let it be about you let it be about our heart connecting with you and disconnecting from this world in Jesus name
incredible Amen. time vlad thank you guys i want to challenge you you do not have to feel obligated you don't have to but i want to challenge you if you can to sew into the broadcast the links to give are in the description and in the comments i want to bless vlad tonight for his time and just pouring out to us and this keeps us going so guys sew into that don't dine and dash if you are blessed i'm going to hang out for probably another 15 minutes read through the comments and do all my stuff thank you vlad so much bro Isaiah, for being on I thursday you, night man. hold on what time are you live thursday seven o'clock pacific seven o'clock pacific man. guys there's 3600 of you on here if half of you flood his broadcast on thursday night that helps us out tremendously so please thursday night i'm always up in there in the chat all right get in the broadcast Appreciate with vlad you, on thursday night guys when we stream we're putting our life into this like we're spending hours preparing studying it means a lot to us we're dedicating our day to streaming we come on here and preach to you guys and it means so much when you guys just show up so please be there on thursday night Thank at you. seven o'clock pacific youtube and facebook vlad's page i'll be there in the chat be with us hang out we all are building together like I know these guys, some of these guys are like, man, Isaiah, thank you for putting me on your platform. God has given me this platform to platform others, but we all help each other. When Vlad grows, it helps me. When I grow, it helps Vlad. When Pagani grows, it helps us. It helps everybody helps each other. We're not competing. We're kingdom. We're brothers, okay? We're not competitors. We're not trying to see who could get the most this or the most that. We're trying to grow the kingdom of God. So when he wins, mm -hmm. we all win. When I win, we all win. Um, be there. It's going to be really powerful. Thank you so much, Vlad, for being on thank tonight. You. Thank you, Isaiah. Awesome, bro. You. We'll see you later. Thank you. Awesome broadcast tonight, guys. Another one in the books. The links to give are on screen there. The links to give to sow are there. Powerful fasting. Gotta love it. Gotta do it. It's 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 essential, guys. If you're gonna survive this next year, I, I really believe that you're going to have to have a fasted lifestyle. So go ahead right now, everybody in the chat so something okay so something so that we can help out vlad's ministry the first order of business when i shut this down is going to be sewing into vlad so go ahead and help us out there i'm going to hang out with the chat i'm going to read donations as you guys give many of you give over and over again you guys are regular givers and i really want to say thank you to you guys all you monthly partners i was thinking about it the other day and how blessed i am to be able to do this full time couldn't do this without you guys. One guy said, yes, you could. No, I literally couldn't. I couldn't do this without you guys. And so I want to just spend, you know, more time building the community next year, more time pr studying, praying and training you guys. It's invaluable what God is doing. And I'm a part of that. You're a part of that. It's not my page. It's God's page. And I'm just excited to be a part of what God is doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you fault me for saying thank you too much okay and again you guys can keep putting vlad's courses there vlad is doing this for free y'all number one never ask me for a dollar but we want to sew into him we want to sew into him but he's doing it all for free all of his content is free i don't know anybody that would write all these books have all these e-courses and say ah could i charge yeah and i, I want to say this guys candidly and this is stuff preachers don't ever say Vlad could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Think about it. If you do an e-course and sell it for like, let's say $50 and a thousand people buy it, do the math on that. That's a lot of money. If you do a book and it's $20 for your book and 10,000 people buy it. Okay, so do the math in your head on how much money we're losing or Vlad is losing. We're losing by doing it free. But then what does God do? God blesses us by people giving generously. So... I really do love that, honor that. I have no, I'm not against anyone that charges. I'm not, uh, I'm not preaching against them because it is a biblical thing, but I would say I, it's a blessing to be able to do it for free and God would bless and God blesses us. 
Not God will, God does. And God uses people to bless. Does money fall out of heaven? No. Do I wake up in the morning and there's a check in the mail? No. All these guys that preach, if you sow, you'll get a check in the mail. That's all garbage, okay? That's not how it works. The biblical way it works is that God uses other people to bless. So God uses you to bless us. We bless other ministries and other people. It's the way the kingdom works, y'all. That's how it happens. And I just honor Vlad because... All this stuff is free online. All his books, who does that? And God spoke to him, I think a year and a half ago, he shared on a podcast to do everything for free. And God blesses him financially through that. But yeah, that's a lot of a lot of money there. And again, it's not about income, it's about outcome. So anyone that says, oh, they charge, they're this, they're that, they're money hungry. Believe me, if I was money hungry, I would not be a preacher. <laughs> Believe me, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. There's a lot of other things I'd be doing if I was money hungry than preaching online for free. (laughs) That would not be my first thing to think about if I was gonna be trying to make a bunch of money. All right, thank you guys. But we are blessed. Please don't, don't, I'm not in poverty. I'm not struggling to pay my bills. I'm extremely blessed. So please, I just wanna make sure that I don't twist it like you guys think I'm poor and I'm struggling over here. All right, we're gonna read the donations here. I'm just giving you guys a couple minutes to process them. Thank you guys for giving. Someone said I invited chocolate ice cream back in after the stream. There you go, Tori. Not about income, it's about outcome. Yes, Priscilla, let's go. Someone said, seriously, we are going to read the chat here in a second. We're going to read the chat here in a second. No wearing makeup is not wrong. No wearing makeup is not wrong. You're right. The link's working. Okay, there's the link. There you go. Uh, His channel's linked down below as well, guys. Uh, I think Everett, Everett, are you able to post the link? I think you already did, but I want to make sure that you can post the link in my chat. I think you have to be a moderator to post the links. Oh, you are a moderator. I've already made you a moderator. Okay. I thought I already made you a mod a long time ago, but I want to make sure there. Okay, cool. Most of the people I know in person, I make them a moderator on my channel because I trust them. But if I don't know you in person uh, or I haven't met you or you're not like a pastor that I know, I probably won't mod you. So those of you that ask, how do I become a mod? Mm-mm. All right, let's read the chat here. Ryan said only Jezebel wore makeup. That's actually not true. But anyways, cool story. (laughs) Ryan, be nice, bro. Relax, dude. It's okay to wear makeup. It's not a sin to wear makeup. Clint, thank you so much. Anonymous said God is so good. Maxim said such a great live stream. I've learned so much from you and Vlad today. God bless you guys. Thank you, Maxim. I appreciate you. Oh, let's see. The Davis family, Dawn, Jade, Jackie. I need to get my sound up so I can hit a little like bell button whenever. Because I just got to say, you guys are legends. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Davis family for always sowing, giving. They said, thanks for this teaching. May the Lord continue to increase your ministry. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.